my favorite mistake. This is crazy. Next Tuesday on the tennis ball. What is a pregnant chant? Hi, I'm Carlotto with an MTV News Brief. The queen of teen, Britney Spears. Welcome to That's What We Called Music. I'm your host, Kendall. With me, she believes this podcast was written about Jacob Dylan, my wife, Molly. Hey! And uh, uh, her name, and she was named after a Grey's Anatomy episode, my sister-in-law, Sarah. Okay. Um, today we're talking about My Favorite Mistake by Cheryl Crow. Uh, first single off of the Globe Sessions, um, written about a relationship with a man who proves to be unfaithful. Um, uh, chart performances is, was number one in Japan, number two in Canada, number six in the other Canada. Um, There's two Canadas? RPM and hot digital singles. <laughs> Um, uh, Australia was number 87. Um, United States Billboard Adult Album Alternative uh, was number one. Uh, adult Top 40, number two. Top 40, number seven. Hot Modern Rock Tracks, number 26. Mainstream Top 40, number five. UK got to number nine. In Poland, it got to number 13. In Switzerland, it got to number 29. In Australia, I already said it got to number 87. Yeah, so that's this song. Uh, what do the liner notes say, Sarah? Following the multi-platinum success of her first two albums, Cheryl Crow scores again with the Globe ses- Sessions, featuring the hit My Favorite Mistake. The critically acclaimed album was awarded a Grammy for Best Rock Album and has been certified platinum by the RIAA. I know what the RIAA is because they always sued everybody for <laughs> downloading music. <laughs> uh, what what uh, facts have you got about this, Molly? Uh, I guess just the main kind of thing going around about this song is that it's rumored to be about Eric Clapton. However, uh, Cheryl Crow said that her relationship with Clapton, uh, she does not look at that as a mistake. So she says it is not about Clapton. And then, yeah, uh, one of her, let's see, one of her songwriting collaborators said something about it being possibly being about Jacob Dylan, so that's another rumor. Uh, but Cheryl has decided to not say who the song is about. She's inspired by uh, Carly Simon. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, who never said uh, who You're So Vain is about. So she kind of likes the mysteriousness of it. I always hated You're So Vain. Because it's not about you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think I heard a cu- a bad cover of it, and mm. then it just like soured you. Soured me for it. There was because it was, I don't know. Somebody covered it in the early two thousands, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Cheryl Crow. Um. So, uh, let me check on something. Hey there, listeners. Uh, Kendall here. I had some technical difficulties that caused an awkward edit. 
but I'm going to take this this uh, as an opportunity to tell you a little bit about the bad cover of uh, of your Sylvain that made me hate your Sylvain. Uh, it actually wasn't a cover of your Sylvain. Uh, it was a song where your Sylvain was sampled. Uh, Son of a gun. I bet you think this song is about you uh, by Janet Jackson uh, with Carly Simon featuring Missy Elliott. From 2001, it was off of her album All For You, uh, seventh studio album of Janet Jackson. Um, it's a chart placement was like, uh, it got, it got, did good in the UK R&B, got up to number two, and US Hot Dance uh, got up to number seven, uh, but pretty much all the other charts, UK singles and... Denmark, it got into the top 20, but not, but it didn't break the top 20 in pretty much any other charts, so it wasn't, like, hugely popular. It was just, like, just very generic sort of dance song, mostly just a just a beat to a beat that you can dance to. There's not even, like, the verses and the chorus, like, don't even, like, I you couldn't remember them. I'm going to play a clip from it, or maybe I already played a clip from it. Um, but, yeah, just not a fan. Just not a fan of this song. Um, uh, actually, Carly Simon re-recorded uh, some vocals and 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 uh, and rapped a little bit on it, uh, thinking that they wouldn't use it, but they ended up using it. Um, uh, there's speculation that "Son of a Gun" is about Janet Jackson's ex-husband Renee Elizondo Jr., um, which is found that interesting because the reason that this came up was from uh, uh, the, you know, your, my favorite mistake speculation about who that song is about. And then uh, Carly Simon not being willing to say whether it was about Warren Beatty or Mick Jagger um, as a songwriter, like songs aren't always about a specific person. Like you don't need to speculate, just enjoy the song for what it is. And uh, with that, I'll send you back to uh, back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. It's it's probably fine. The mic might be on its way out, but I mean it's picking. Okay, my mic's only picking me up that loud, so yeah. I guess I just don't have the thing on very loud. That's okay. Cause, oh, because you guys were like eating the mics and screaming into them <laughs> earlier. Um. Okay. <laughs> so back to Cheryl Crow. So my favorite mistake. This was kind of. I was a fan of later Cheryl Crow. Uh, just because I kind of that's when I discovered her kind of with Soak Up the Sun. Uh, so this isn't one that I, this isn't one that I like, like think of when I think of her. Uh, but when we were listening to it, I really like this song. It's got like a bluesy, it's got, it got a little more, got a little more, uh, more depth, a little more chutzpah than, than, uh, especially a lot of the stuff that we've been, uh, listening to for this, uh, for this podcast. Do you guys have specific memories about this? No, I don't have any specific memories or like relating it to anything. I do remember the song and I remember, I mean, like I consider myself like a low key Cheryl Crow fan. I definitely like her music. I'm familiar with all the singles, but like I don't own any albums. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great song. It's, it's, you know, I'm sure 
anything that came out at that time that was a relief from the sugar pop was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of a good song. Yeah, uh, we watched. So, so the other, um, the other thing I wanted, I did bring up because the other theory about who it's about is that it might be about Jacob Dylan, which um, I, I think that's kind, that's kind of a like the fact that Cheryl Crow had a relationship with uh, with Jacob Dylan and Eric Clapton. It's almost like a graduate kind of thing. <laughs> Eric Clapton's kind of of the generation of Bob Dylan, and then Jacob Dylan is the next uh. generation. Uh, is an interesting, uh, an interesting thing. Nothing I saw denied that it was about Jacob Dylan. So maybe uh, it even says uh, there also have been those who believe the lover in the song would have been based on Jacob Dylan, and citation needed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she won't say who it's about. She's like all personal and stuff. Uh, the video for this was like really cool. She's just kind of standing in a room with three walls and Cheryl versus the walls playing, playing a cool looking guitar and, and she stops lip syncing in the middle of sentences. And it's so awesome. Like (laughs) I, oh man, it was crazy. And then we listened to the cover version by Cheryl Crow and Eric Clapton, the live performance. Oh man, that was so cool. That was just, you know, her playing bass and, oh, so cool. Clapton was Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> Clapton was Claptoning. <laughs> um, that was cool. It has a great riff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got kind of that, yeah, it's got like that, uh, almost like, like that, uh, like, give me one reason to stay here. Like that kind of that, like, uh, 90s yeah. blues sound that. Right. Uh, that just you know it has its it has its roots in something a lot older, but it's like it's like they fig- there's a there is like a there is something to it, and it's just like yeah yeah like you said it's a release from it's a relief from the from the sugar pop, um and uh, and it's yeah just just in, a, in a, and then I get and then you know even Cheryl Crow kind of got a little lighter and later in later years and with the. And she did soak up the sun and everything else, which I like. But uh, this has, this, yeah, this, this is cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I'm sure we'll talk. I'm sure there will be other Cheryl Crow songs that we talk about in the future. So we don't need to talk too much about her in in the abstract. Uh, any? Do you guys have any? Did we already say specific memories? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did right. pretty good. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's go to TRL. Um. But we'll start with you, Sarah. Hmm. I would say this probably made it to the countdown. Maybe about 18 days, never number one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it would have even hit, hit the countdown. Maybe like one time. I feel like, yeah, TRL was just so like uh, saturated with the sugar pop kind of thing. But yeah, maybe like once. I mean, I think the thing is this this song feels like it came out it would have come out earlier in the nineties. It's got that that kind of feel to it, so it's kind of hard to be like to justify where it would where it would fall i do think I do think we're we're thinking later half of the it, if it was on the countdown, it was in the bottom five, it wasn't in the top five yeah, yeah. um i'd say I'd say maybe five times just just uh 
at when it was at its most hot, if it was ever hot. Again, this is this is kind of like we talked about closing time. Like, I don't. I feel like it's a song that has stuck around, but I don't know that it was ever like the song. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, the KendallCast.Ninja at K Hallman on uh, Twitter, and uh, we'll see you next time when we talk about "Praise You" by Fat Boy Slim. I think, right? Is that the band? Yes. Fat. So the next episode will be Slim with Fat something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>